0: The confidence chemical, the I can do it brain chemical. In this webinar, I'm going to show you what serotonin is and how to use it to pursue your goals and achieve success. As you can see, I'm presenting this using a slideshow from Google Chrome, and the reason why I did that is because I actually hired a neuroscientist to help me with this because serotonin is complicated, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I got everything right, and so she went over it. Um, In Google Docs you can do that don't bother me now. In Google Docs you can do that and uh, I shared the document with her and she gave me comments and we actually had a long discussion into the night about serotonin and it was all fun. You should know that this has all been reviewed by a neuroscientist to be um, as correct as we know it right now because neuroscience is A very much a developing science Uh, there is not a lot that we know about the brain There's, I mean there's a lot that we know but most of it we don't know serotonin also is very very complex and there's a lot about it that we just don't know yet and scientists agree that we just don't know yet but there are some things that we know that are very very important and can change the way you see things in life it can make you understand why you do certain things without even realizing it can make you understand why other people um, do things and they don't even realize it and they don't make sense to you but this will help you make sense of it all and use it in order to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. I first got interested in serotonin at the end of 2016 when I took a few months break from my business to focus on my daughter's wedding and at the same time I said I wanted to research what happiness is and at the time I kind of thought, I mean for those of you who heard me talk about dopamine, I kind of thought that dopamine was the key to happiness and success in life. Uh, If you haven't heard me talk about dopamine that's fine, but if you have you know what what I mean what I'm going to be talking, what I'm referring to. Uh, I thought that dopamine was the key to happiness and success and I realized that I was wrong about that that there's a neurochemical that's very very important to happiness in life and that is serotonin. Serotonin has a very very different feel to it uh, and, and I'll explain to you exactly what it feels like soon. After I got back into, back to my business, working on my business again, I then realized how important serotonin is in achieving business success as well. So we're going to be talking in this webinar about both uh, pursuing happiness and business success. I love this topic. If I get too excited and talk too fast, just tell me to slow down and I will slow down. So... Here's what we have on the agenda. I'd like to summarize in advance what I'm g- going to be talking about so you know what to expect and everything uh, makes sense to you. So first I'm going to tell you what serotonin does and how it feels. Then I'm going to tell you how high serotonin levels improve your self-confidence, your assertiveness, your emotional resilience, your memory, your creativity, it regulates your mood, and a lot more. And then I'm going to explain to you why a lot of people, maybe even most people, get serotonin flowing in their brain in the wrong way. Meaning, It has too many negative side effects and instead of making you feel confident and assertive um, and and everything all the good stuff of serotonin it comes together with the negative side effects that make you feel stressed and overwhelmed and that sort of cancels out uh, the positive things that you could have been getting out of serotonin so I'm going to show you why that happens and how you can change that to get serotonin flowing with only positive side effects where the positive side effects are happiness, success, reaching your goals, being calm, being confident, uh, being emotionally resilient. All these things are very much related to serotonin. And what I'd like you to know as a general rule, um, in this webinar and other webinars that I've done, and I'm probably going to give you more content about neuroscience in the future, uh, my, my feeling is that if we understand our brains better, then we can use them better. I'm sure I'm not the first one to say this uh, in the world, but I did say this, so you can quote me on that. All right. Um, Oh, yeah, there was another thing that I wanted to say. There will be no offer at the end of this webinar. There will be nothing for sale. I'm not going to uh, offer you training. I'm not going to have a special sale. There's not going to be coaching. But I do want to request something, and that is if you agree with me, that this will make a difference in people's lives and if you agree with me that this has the potential to make people just a little bit happier or even just a little bit more successful then please share it with other people that you know because imagine if everybody in the world was just a little bit happier or a little bit more successful what a difference we can make and that would be really cool so listen in if you agree with me that this is just amazing and fascinating and very helpful, then share it with others, and that is all I ask of you. And this picture, by the way, on the bottom is uh, serotonin, the represent- chemical representation of serotonin. All right, so I'm going to start with a story about cows that I found. I find really, really amusing, and I chose to call it what cows do when you're not looking. Is there anybody here on this webinar who knows a lot about cows? Like Maybe you grew up on a farm or just Generally, know about cows. If yes, let me know because uh, I'm very curious to know uh, what you think about what I'm going to say about the cows. Uh, but I did my research on this and it is true. So, <laughs> okay. All I know is that you milk them. All right, so here's something cool about cows, right? You, you're driving, maybe you're visiting a farm, or, or even better, you're driving down the highway and there's a big field by the highway on the side and there are cows grazing there. And you're looking at the cows and they look really calm and confident and quiet going about their business grazing the grass. And here's the thing about cows, and grass and and what they're doing there are patches of grass that are better than others there's some patches of grass that are healthier that have more nutrients and there are patches of grass that are worse there are also places in the field that are better than others for example if you've got a whole herd of cows the ones in the middle they're in a better place because if you think about it in nature if a predator comes chances are that the predator will take one cow because how many how many cows is a lion going to take? It's going to take one cow And that lion will take the cow from the perimeter, from the edges of the of the of the herd. It's not going to be able to get to the middle. So, in terms of survival, the there are patches of grass that are better in terms of giving more nutrients and being healthy and there are places that are better in terms of um, basically the center being the better. Also um, the cows in the center when the farmer comes in and it's mating season and the farmer brings the bulls over then the alpha bull the strongest bull goes in the center so the cow in the center, the cows in the center they get the best mating possibilities as well, and that's a very big force in nature, that animals, mammals, and and also humans actually, uh, want to reproduce, want to preserve their DNA. So how do the cows know which patch of grass each cow gets? How do the cows know where, where they're going to position themselves, in the center or on the side? So it turns out, this is really amusing and interesting to me, it turns out that the cows have a social hierarchy there's the queen cow, who's at the, the top of the hierarchy, and that queen cow gets the, whatever patch of grass she wants. She gets to be in the center. Uh, when the farmer brings all the cows to drink, she gets to go there first. Um, then there's the second cow, and the third, and the fourth, It's a whole ladder there's a whole social hierarchy. Now how do they decide who's gonna be at the top and who's gonna be the next and who's gonna be at the bottom? Well it turns out that when you're not looking what cows do is fight each other. They physically fight each other. Every cow, every single cow, fights every single other cow in the herd and they see who wins the fight. And if a cow comes from outside the herd, that cow also fights everybody until it finds its position. And the same goes for a new cow that's born. At a certain age, that cow fights all the cows as well. So how does this work? Let's take that cow, this cow in the middle with a black um, head here. Let's say this cow is fighting another cow, and that cow loses. All right, They fought, and, and this cow lost. What happens in that cow's brain is there's a surge of a uh, chemical in that cows brain called cortisol. Cortisol is a very unhappy chemical. It feels really bad. It feels like there's a survival threat going on. And every time this cow with the black head will look at that cow that it lost against, it will get a surge of cortisol. And the cow doesn't understand this in words. The cow doesn't say, I better stay away from this other cow because it's stronger than me. The cow just feels a really bad feeling and it stays away because of that. All right. Now, if the cow wins, let's say this cow with the black head won, the cow gets a surge of serotonin. Okay. Serotonin is the chemical that we're talking about. Serotonin makes the cow feel, I don't care if this cow is next to me. I can go get whatever I want. That's a calm, confident feeling. I can do whatever I want. Everything is safe, I can go reach my goals, I can go get that patch of grass, even if that other cow is next to me, because that other cow is not gonna fight me. And even if that cow fights me in the future, I'm gonna win. So that cow feels extremely uh, confident, extremely safe to do whatever she wants. Every time that cow will look at this cow it won against in the future, it will get a surge of serotonin. So that's why the cows only need to fight each other once. And the social hierarchy is very rigid. It stays forever for the duration of the life of the cow. Okay, so that's the, that's the feeling that serotonin gives to cows. Very calm, very confident. I can go get whatever it is that I want. Okay, and I confirmed this. I went to YouTube, and there's all these cow fighting videos. Don't go looking now. Stay on this uh, on this webinar. So everybody with me right now you understand how cows work and how the social hierarchy works and how cortisol makes the cow feel really bad like its survival is being threatened and how serotonin makes the cow feel very calm and confident even though it doesn't think it in words okay the the cows don't think this in words they just feel the serotonin Um, Okay, so Clive says fascinating. I love this; it's really fascinating. Sam asks if this is proven medically. So I actually uh, went online and I looked at uh, forums of farmers, and I took a look, and and they describe exactly what I just told you in terms of the cows fighting each other and and all that. Now if, if things have been proved medically uh, research shows that the cows have serotonin uh, when they win and they have cortisol when they lose. Um, there are uh, ways to measure uh, chemicals in the brain. I don't know how much uh, it's a good question. I don't know how much research was done actually on cows. Maybe it has. Uh, definitely has There's a lot of research that's been done on rats. I don't really know exactly, um, but this is what research papers uh, say about those cows. So I assume, I don't know if it's been proven, but this is what research says. There's a difference, a little bit of a difference semantically between being proven and uh, being shown. But it's been shown by research uh, that it is correct. Now um, Yvette says cortisol is poison to the body. All right, we're gonna get to cortisol. I'm going to explain cortisol. Not not very in depth, but it's important to our discussion. So we will uh, discuss cortisol. Now, here's the thing about cows: all mammals have the serotonin. All mammals have cortisol. All mammals have other uh, neurochemicals that I talk about, and those mammals include us, also humans. Okay, so we have the same serotonin that cows have, and we have the same uh, the same. Feeling of calm and confidence when uh, serotonin is produced in our brain, and and yes, Sam, this has been shown also scientifically. And I'm um, uh, if, if you are familiar, um, there are people who have depression. And for some of the people with depression, it's, called with a, a, it's caused by a lack of, of serotonin or a lack of, of uh, all kinds of problems with serotonin. And these people take medication called SSRIs, which stand for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. And basically it means that it um, slows down the absorption of serotonin. So if somebody has serotonin flowing in the brain, it doesn't get absorbed as fast. Um, yeah, so Edward says, you cannot prove a conclusion, you can only demonstrate it. Yeah, that's why, that's why I didn't want to say that it was proven medically. There's a very big difference between proof and evidence, and let's not get into this now, because then we'll get off topic. Okay, we want to stay on the topic of serotonin. Again, this has been um, verified by a neuroscientist, somebody who has a PhD in neuroscience who I hired uh, to help me with this and my other uh, research that I do. So this is true. Okay? this thing about cows and about humans is true. Let's move on. Okay, um, the reason why, uh, not the reason, the, the place in the brain that controls serotonin and the other neurochemicals that I talk about in my webinars and in my content is called the limbic system, and we have the same limbic system and serotonin that the cow has. If you're looking at the slide right now, uh, you'll see a Diagram of the brain, the limbic system is in red. That's what we share with a cow. Uh, It's surrounded by the cortex, which is responsible for logic and reasoning and verbal skills and all kinds of things that cows can't do, but we can. But the limbic system we share. Now serotonin says, it is safe to act. I can proceed towards my goals and desires and everything will be okay. I want you to get what serotonin feels like in yourself. Now I did this in the previous webinar that I had and if you were on that webinar then just do it again and if you weren't on that webinar then I definitely recommend that you do this. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think or imagine a time when you were successful and people looked up to you. Maybe you gave a speech Maybe you won a contest. Maybe uh, you were successful at work and everybody looked up to you and said, wow, how'd you do that? Or maybe you did some really cool magic trick. Okay? Think about that or think about a time that somebody looked to you for advice or you got respect from others. The feeling that you get is a very calm feeling that you can act. Try to think of a time like that And just take a moment to dwell on it. Unlike dopamine, it's not a sudden feeling. It's a calm feeling that washes over you. And if you can, type in the questions box an example of when you felt this way. That way, other people who are still trying to figure out what gave them serotonin will get ideas and will get, that feeling of serotonin going. So think about it for a minute, try to remember a time that you were successful and people looked up to you, even when uh, your kids look up to you or your spouse looks up to you, right? Thank you people for giving me your examples, I really appreciate it. So, we've got Peter. Actually, I'm not going to say names just in case some people don't want me to say their name. I'm just not going to say names, some things might get personal. So, we've got one person saying, When I got married, that is a great example. Everybody was looking at you. Uh, maybe, you know, some people, you are proud, you know, you got married, and that's really, really cool. Um, Another person says, I completed a successful interview on my TV show. That's amazing. Great. That's a great example. When I was a consultant for corporate clients. Very good. Okay. That's very good because your clients were looking to you for advice. That's a great example. When I took care of my mother. Awesome. I want a spelling bee. Exactly. My entire college academic experience. Yeah. I can so relate to that. <laughs> when I perform as a musician, okay, very good. Thank you, everybody, for your examples. If I see more, I'll read them. Oh, there are more. When I pass the CFP exam, okay, awesome. Keep if you, you can keep them coming. I'll I'll read them as they come. If you um ha- if you haven't had something come up for you yet then maybe all these examples will give you something. If you're listening to the replay, then you can definitely pause and just dwell on that feeling and see if you can feel that sense of confidence, maybe some pride, some calm, I-can-do-it kind of feeling, okay? And then realize that you just raised the serotonin in your brain just by thinking about it, all right? I don't think that cows can do this, right? Cows can't. Just think about something without any external, uh, anything external, but we could. We could think about something that happened in the past and make the serotonin come back again. Graduated as top student in law school, that definitely will give you serotonin. Okay, thanks. All right, we'll move on. Thank you very much for the examples. I hope that you all understand what serotonin feels like. Let's try this. Oh, well, there's more. Okay, I have to read this. There's a really funny one. When I fought a cow and won. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Um, Yvette wants to know if I have a replay of the first webinar. Yeah, I do, and I can give it to you later. Okay, um, but that was, I like that, when I fought a cow. Good one. All right, not too many jokes, because if I laugh instead of uh, going through this, that will not necessarily be a necessarily be a good thing for you. Um, is there, I What I want you to do now is type yes in the questions box so you really get what serotonin feels like. It's important to me that you get it before we move on to like why we do what we do and how we get it in bad ways and how we should get it in good ways and how to constantly get serotonin flowing in your brain so generally you're a happier person. I want to go through all that. Before I do that, I want to make sure that you understand what serotonin is, and if you don't understand something, please ask me if, you, if you're if you totally lost. Type no, just so I know what's going on here, and we've got a whole bunch of yeses, amazing, a lot of yeses. Okay, yeah, I think you're getting it, okay. The comments show that you are definitely getting it, and I'm very happy about that. We can move on. Okay, so let's talk about how humans get their serotonin to flow, because here's the thing. We all want serotonin very much. It's one of those things that our brain really, really wants, because if you think about it, in nature, and arguably in our um, environment today. Serotonin is very important for survival and I explained why when I explained about the cows. An animal that has serotonin knows that it's safe to get food, knows that it's safe to uh, be in a place where um, the animal survival will not be in danger get good meeting opportunities, okay? And Janet says this is why video gaming is all consuming and addictive uh, a little bit. It's also, it also has to do with dopamine. A lot of it has to do with dopamine, the video game thing. Let's not get into that right now. Um, so, but yeah, also, I mean, when you win a video game and, they, and people say to you, oh, great, you want a video game, look how many points you got, and you feel you actually feel like, in a way, you're part of some kind of social hierarchy in a video game, especially if it's a multiplayer kind of thing. Especially if there's a leaderboard, right? If there's a leaderboard and you get really high up, then wow, well, you're you're that. <laughs> I don't want to compare you to a cow, but you're you're that person uh, in in the hierarchy of people who play the games. Or pretty high up. I want to talk about how humans generally get their serotonin to flow in life before we get to business. Uh, Just to make sure that you guys understand everything. So I'm going to give you one example first over here. And that example is money. Okay. Uh, Some people get their serotonin to flow by just trying to get as much money as possible. And we all know that there are many situations where money can get you a higher social status, and ma- money can make you confident, money can make you proud, and the interesting thing is that people say that money rules the world, right? Money will make people do al- almost anything, for some people even anything, but it's really the serotonin that rules the world, and it's the serotonin that people get from getting money. Uh, another example of ways that humans get their serotonin to flow is by uh, buying brand names and expensive toys and flaunting them. Okay, that makes them, th- makes them feel proud, makes them feel better, makes them feel higher up in a social hierarchy. You want to give me examples before I give you more of my examples of how you uh, see people getting serotonin in life in general? That would be very interesting if you uh, come up with ideas before I give you more of mine. Expensive vacations, fast cars, okay, that's more expensive toys, vacations and fast cars, okay, what else? Let me give you another one here while you think about it. Dominating others is another one. Yes, okay, Julia, you're really getting this, okay, but getting physically fit and looking great, all right? That's another personal appearance, Doug says. Hugo I'm going to keep politics out of this. Um Frida says exercising. Okay? Um okay, no, I won't keep politics out of this. Um I, I mean sort of will. Um Hugo says think Trump. And okay. Yeah, Trump does try to show he, that he's a higher uh status. Um um Yvette says that's ego? Yeah. Exercising. A lot of people are saying exercising. Okay, let's see what else I came up with, and keep going. Okay, because you're probably going to come up with some really cool stuff. Also, um, eating healthier, exercising more, being thinner. Th- you got this. Let's see what Joe says here. Joe says I know a man who had a building in France that cost him two hundred thousand a year. He couldn't afford. He carries around a business card with his picture on it uh, to show people. Edward says meditating. Isn't that interesting, like meditating, exercising, getting physically fit, these are really good things and yet they can be used by people to get the serotonin to flow. Clive says, reading books to show off knowledge. All right, you're really, really getting it. Let me show you another example here that I have written down, which I think is Very interesting. Uh, Drinking alcohol for status. Uh, When I was in engineering school every Thursday the cafeteria would turn into a pub and they would bring beer and people had drinking games and definitely if you are one of the people who who drink alcohol, drink beer, then your status was higher. That's how it worked there. Uh, The interesting thing is that since then, since I I was in engineering school, I've been to places where not drinking alcohol and being against drinking alcohol is, uh, is a way to get serotonin. So you can see here that how you get serotonin is completely subjective meaning you can do one thing and get serotonin and you can do the total opposite and get serotonin. It's all in your brain. It's all how you see uh, the human social hierarchy being in your own mind based on how you grew up based on your environment based on your own personality and what you think on your own but it is completely subjective and changes let's see a few more examples and then we'll keep going okay Kendall says learning languages Um, Clive says going out with the best-looking man or woman totally it's all your perspective that's correct Um, And Joe says, it can drive you to positive or destructive behavior, as in my example. Completely. Awesome. Okay, you're all getting it. A few more examples here of my own. Pursuing social status is obvious, but being against social status is also a way to get your serotonin to flow by being against social status, saying everybody's equal and social status is bad, and everybody who thinks that social status is, is important is, is not a necessarily a good person. Um, being more moral than everybody and even being nicer than everybody. We all get our serotonin to flow in different ways and it's really important to us because it makes us feel good, makes us feel confident, makes us feel like it is safe to act. Okay? You got this. You're really getting this and I'm very happy about that. Now, when we feel like our status or pride is being threatened, we get a surge of cortisol. Cortisol is not a fun chemical, it's not a happy chemical, it's a a very unhappy chemical. Can't say it's a bad chemical, I was going to and I can't say that because it's really important to survival. If an animal sees a survival threat or human being sees a survival threat, uh, we get a surge of cortisol which causes us to act. So, cortisol is very important, and we get a lot of cortisol during the day because we're programmed to scan our environment for threats in order to survive. And especially in our discussion here, when we feel like our status or pride is being threatened, we get a surge of cortisol because if you think about it in nature, if your status is being threatened, then your chances of survival just got lower. Okay? Because you're going to get the less good food, the less good mating opportunities, and uh, you'll be in a more dangerous position, the less safe place. So that's why uh, a threat to our status of pride gives us the surge of cortisol. Now, if you imagine a time where you had to do something really scary, like let's say public speaking, or something that made you feel like, you don't know if you're going to do this, if you're going to be able to do it, or maybe you'll be rejected. Maybe you had to make sales calls and that scared you. Or maybe when you had a lot to do and not enough time and you felt very overwhelmed and you thought to yourself, I don't know if I can do this. If you think about that, that makes you feel cortisol, okay? That actually feels like a survival to your threat. That makes you feel bad. When we have high cortisol and low serotonin, we feel stressed. Imagine being at that stage and seeing all those people in front of you waiting for you to speak and you just don't know, are they going to laugh at you? Are you even going to be able to say a whole sentence without collapsing? That's very stressful and that's a feeling of cortisol. You may feel very overwhelmed. You may feel fear, fear of rejection, fear of uh, failure, right? You may feel anger like it's somebody else's fault in business people often get angry it's somebody else's fault that my business didn't work you may feel shame I can't do this you may feel depression like there's no hope and when you're feeling high cortisol and low serotonin you will not pursue your goals because it will not feel safe to do so you will not feel safe you will be afraid or angry or shamed or depressed overwhelmed distress. stress and you will not pursue your goals. So what we want to try to do when we work in our business is to keep our cortisol low and our serotonin high. More cortisol also means not being able to remember things properly. I don't know about you, but I've definitely seen it on myself. If I'm overwhelmed and stressed and there's just so much going on that I can't handle, then I don't remember things. That's where my memory goes. Um, And it's been, the research shows that that is that actually does happen, that cortisol affects memory, and not being able to focus making bad decisions research shows that our decision making process is very much affected by what goes on in the limbic system it's very very interesting and I plan to go deep into that in the future uh, just as a marketer it's really important to understand how people make decisions but you'll make bad decisions with high cortisol and low serotonin of course your self-confidence will be low Uh, lower your emotional resilience will be low because you will feel like you can't really do it, whatever it is that you want to do, physically you'll feel butterflies in your stomach, racing heart, and sweaty palms. So the cortisol makes us feel really bad, serotonin makes us feel calm and confident, and it also regulates our mood. I mentioned SSRIs as um, one possible treatment for depression uh, because serotonin regulates our mood. There's a question here. What do you think about serotonin supplements? So I don't, uh, I don't, okay, so I I did do some research on this. I don't necessarily think that serotonin supplements are a good idea unless you find something that's really been shown to work uh, scientifically or or at least you have some other way of validating whether it works or not. The thing about serotonin is that we have serotonin in our entire body and we have serotonin in our brain and serotonin does a lot more than what I'm telling you right now. For example, it helps in digestion, It helps in a lot of things. It's very very complicated but one thing that we know is that serotonin doesn't pass from the body to the brain. So if you're taking serotonin supplements is it really gonna get to your brain or is it gonna somehow stay in your body? I don't know. So I'm not necessarily condoning having uh, serotonin supplements. I don't even know if they work. But I am going to show you ways to get serotonin flowing in your brain that definitely work. Okay, Joe is giving another example of um, being stressed in business. Okay. And um, Clive says maybe serotonin is associated with aggression in lobsters. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know the answer to that. Would be interesting. Let's talk about serotonin in business for a minute. What else we get from serotonin in our business? Okay, um, we get more emotional strength and resilience. We get, we feel determined. We're, we're ready to go and get whatever it is that we want to get. Uh, we, we have more self-confidence and assertiveness. We feel goal-oriented, like we can reach our goal. Uh, we, we become better at delegating and directing others, which is important in business. We become better at problem-solving. It's very interesting. If you feel that calm and confident feeling, then you will allow yourself the time and the patience to come to a better solution to problems and you actually become better at problem solving so Joe I think it was who said that an entire it isn't in in his entire uh, college uh, career. All the time that he was in college, he felt uh, serotonin he felt good. Then he was probably better at problem solving because he felt very confident about it. I remember when I was in high school, in one of our science classes, teacher made us uh, work in pairs and come up with a topic and teach the class we had to research the topic and I picked something really hard because when it came to academics my serotonin was always high as well and I felt like I can do anything so I picked a really difficult topic and my uh, partner who was also very very uh, smart okay I didn't mean to say that I'm also very smart whatever my partner who was very smart she had a very hard time with it because there were a lot of words that she didn't understand and she immediately got stressed, she immediately got overwhelmed and she said, I can't do this. And she gave up. And that's because I had the serotonin just because it's based on my uh, past experiences as a child. And she did not have that amount of serotonin that I had because of her experiences as a child, she actually had a difficult childhood, um, and so she got overwhelmed and stressed and couldn't do it and I um, didn't feel that way I felt confident I was able to to work it out and, and learn the subject and the only difference was that I had more serotonin, more confidence, and she got stressed and overwhelmed right away. So serotonin gets you better problem solving abilities, better memory. We said that cortisol and anxiety stress affects memory. It makes you more creative for the same reason that it allows you to solve problems better. That it lets you just be confident in yourself and let yourself be creative. It makes us more likely to follow through and pursue our goals. Okay, so I just want to make sure that you're with me right now, and type yes in the questions box if you understand that in business, higher amount of serotonin will make you more likely to follow through, pursue your goals, succeed in whatever it is that you want, and I don't care what you want, just whatever you want, as long as it's realistic, serotonin will help you get there and you need it. Type yes. Awesome. Okay, I'm glad you're following me. Thank you, for your, thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate it. That goal statement is great. Which goal statement, Yvette? Tell me which goal statement you liked. Clive says repetition and skill build serotonin and low cortisol. Yes, you got that. Okay, Yvette says about following through with your goals. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like it also. All right, so good news is that our brain automatically attempts to get serotonin flowing because it feels good. It promotes our survival nature and even today in everyday life. And so our brain automatically is going to do whatever it can to get a serotonin, which is great, right? We want serotonin, and that's a good thing. But there's also bad news, and the bad news is that sometimes the way you get that serotonin is going to have such bad side effects that even though you'll feel more confidence and more assertiveness, and even you'll feel like you're more resilient, you're not going to be successful, and you're also not going to be happy. I'm going to show you now how we do this because we, all do this in some way or another and what you need to know first is that we all boost our serotonin differently and it depends a lot on what happened in the past okay so however you boost your serotonin if you're doing it in a negative way it's not your fault there's nothing wrong with you but there are ways that you can change it uh, to be better in in the future the thing is that we have circuits in our brain that tell ser- to tell us what to do to get serotonin. Each person has a little bit of a different circuit in their brain, uh, depending on what happened to them when they were very young, really young, and what happened to them when they were teenagers. Those are the times that the uh, circuits in our brain form and uh, they're the strongest, okay, during our teenagehood and very, very young childhood. So whatever happened to you in the past definitely had a strong effect on how you get serotonin now. Yvette says it's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to self-correct. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do. Okay? Good. All right. So let's talk about how we all boost serotonin we get serotonin flowing the wrong way only because we've got circuits in our brain that taught us to do this and when we're feeling cortisol we'll do anything to mask that cortisol with positive chemicals including serotonin and we'll go to whatever our fallback is okay so let me give you some examples one example these are examples that i see in business one example that i see in business is people become cynical They'll say stuff like, and we're talking about making money online and business online, they'll say stuff like, it's the guru's fault. They overcomplicate things on purpose. They they don't want us to succeed. Or they say the only way to make money is to teach others how to make money. Or the only people who succeed are immoral are, and or unethical and or tax evaders. Okay? This, thinking this, gets you serotonin. You see how this gets you serotonin? makes you feel better it makes you feel like you're right you're right they're wrong you figured out what's wrong with the world you're better than that okay so maybe you're not successful but you're at least you're moral and you're ethical and you pay your taxes or at least you're not gonna trick people by um, teaching them how to make money without making money yourself okay now this is a little bit complicated, but it's important that you understand the distinction here between getting serotonin flowing the positive way and the negative way. If you become cynical, what happens is, yeah, you feel better, and suddenly you feel more confident and proud of yourself, and maybe even, you know, stronger emotionally, but you make yourself feel really bad, because it's it really feels bad that the world is that way, and the that makes the cortisol come. And then the cortisol comes and you're like, okay, I need serotonin because I have cortisol and you're back to being cynical. So you have to keep complaining, you have to keep talking about the gurus, you have to keep believing that the only way to make money is to teach others to make money or to be immoral or unethical and or a tax evader. And that becomes a cycle. And if you do that, you're not gonna become successful. Yeah, you'll temporarily keep boosting your serotonin, especially if you do it over and over again, but you're not going to be successful, the negative side effects are are just too bad. They're just not going to let you succeed. They're going to self, you're going to self-sabotage, okay? Another way of um, getting serotonin the wrong way, which I see a lot of people do, and I'm, uh, I've am i done all these things. That's how I know about them, so don't feel bad if you do them. Uh, feeling like there's something wrong with the world or do I'm saying, so many people are saying the world is coming to an end we're destroying the planet we're destroying ourselves we're we're horrible um there's i mean there's so many negative forecasts about everything and um part of it is uh is just getting serotonin okay you're busy with that you are thinking about that you're figuring out ways what we can do if we can make ourselves feel better. And I'm not saying that we're, that people are doing everything right and that we're not doing bad things to our planet or anything like that. I'm just saying that this is a way to boost serotonin that is not helpful. And that, make again, you, you end up having a cycle and having to think this way over and over again because you're gonna get cortisol when you feel this way. Another example is complaining. I can totally see how um, when a child gets attention for complaining, they grow up to be an adult, that gets attention by complaining and boosts their serotonin that way. Or it doesn't have to be that way, but it could happen that that's how somebody becomes a complainer. Acting busy is a big one, okay? You're worried that you might not succeed. You have cortisol. You have a fear that I'm not going to make it. They're going to reject me. They're going to laugh at me. Um, I can't do it. They're not letting me do it. And then, in order to make yourself feel better, you act busy. And as I said, I've done all these things. So don't feel bad if you do this. But if you do, just know that it might be because you're trying to get serotonin. Because if you're busy, acting busy, then you feel important. Oh, I'm doing all these busy things. I'm uh, checking my mail, and I'm um, fixing the graphics on the corner of my site, and I'm playing with the fonts to see exactly what what point is the right font and exactly what shade of purple I should make my, I don't know, my tables. And and you can spend a long time on these things acting busy and not doing what you really need to do to succeed because the things that you really need to do to succeed might be a little bit outside your comfort zone and this is a good fallback to get your serotonin going. The only problem is that if you act busy, then you're not going to be successful and that's going to make you get cortisol and then you're going to have to act busy again. If that's your fallback, if that's the way your brain is wired, if that's the circuit that you got as a child, as a teenager, or even as an adult, um, if you fall back to acting busy, you're just hurting yourself. And yeah, you might feel confident. Yeah, you might feel like you're on top of the world when you're acting busy, but it's not a It's not going to help you and in the end you're just going to feel bad. Self-sabotage is a weird way that people get serotonin. Uh, It sort of confirms to them that whatever it is that they're doing wouldn't work. So they say to themselves, they make themselves not succeed somehow, unconsciously, and then they say, oh yeah, I knew this wouldn't work. And by saying, I knew this wouldn't work, you make yourself right. And then you feel confident and you feel better about yourself, but then you feel bad because it didn't work, and you've got to self-sabotage yourself again. Try a different program, self-sabotage that as well. My last example is excuses. I've done it, I've seen it, all kinds of excuses of why I didn't succeed in this, why I didn't succeed in that, and I'm so, at this point, not not a believer in excuses, and I don't care what Google does to you, and I don't care what Facebook does, and I don't care what Amazon does. You find a way around it, and you make it work. But if you're used to making excuses, those excuses will make you feel better. Again, temporarily, So you can say, well, Google hates affiliate sites, and you can say Facebook is horrible, and you know what? Facebook is horrible but never mind. Um, You can say all kinds of things about Facebook and Google and Amazon and how they don't care about affiliates, but the bottom line is it's not going to help you. It might make you feel better temporarily, but then you'll get that cortisol and you'll have to make excuses again. Wow. That's this slide. I really enjoyed seeing this. I don't know why. Let's see. We have some comments here. Okay, so Yvette says, I really love this. It's so eye-opening. Excuses be gone. George says, does one change the childhood beliefs or implications? Yeah. I'll tell you why. And I'm going to try not to get too sidetracked by this, but it's important. Okay, so what happens is when something happens to you, when you think something, when something happens to you, the, there, there's something happening in your brain Okay that it's like forming it's like a circuit, okay it's like electricity flowing through your brain, okay, so I'm trying to think how to explain this in a really simple way, but anytime something happens, let's take the example of complaining, okay, so anytime a kid complains and the kid gets positive or negative attention, which produces serotonin a little circuit forms in the brain that tells the child, okay, this is how, this is a great way to get serotonin. Now, if it happens again, that circuit gets stronger. And if it happens again, the circuit gets stronger. And the more it happens, the stronger it gets. When you are, and and it's sort of like electricity flowing through a circuit. So your brain kind of eventually feels like it's much easier to just go through that circuit than to build new circuits. Because it is, because electricity flows freely through that circuit, especially when you're very young and when you're a teenager. uh, You must have learned this in high school because I did um, and go to such a great high school. So um, there's something that is produced in the brain a lot when you're very young or a teenager. It's called myelin, myelin sheath. Now, myelin is some kind of uh, chemical that makes the circuit really strong. It's kind of like, if you take the analogy of a circuit, it's like putting um, electric um, tape around, an insulator around the circuit to make it even stronger. You get that when you're very young and when you're a teenager. So it makes it even, an even stronger circuit. It makes the electricity flow even better, right? But if you, are as an adult, you decide to make a change, you can start building your own circuits. Now it's not going to be as easy as when you're a child. I mean, compare languages. Um, Compare a child learning a new language and an adult learning a new language. If you've ever seen a child uh, learn a new language, it's just totally amazing. I live in Israel. I know a lot of Anglos, a lot of Americans other Anglo countries who come to Israel and their kid comes and within two months the kid is speaking fluent Hebrew and the adults can be here for 20 years and not speak uh, Hebrew fluently. It's very hard to learn language as an adult and it's easy to learn it as a kid, but you could still learn it might be hard and you have to practice and you have to be very self-aware because another thing that gives power to the circuit is is awareness and I will talk about that uh, soon if you're aware and if you practice and you just keep trying and reward yourself for trying you can change it and in the next slides I actually have a few ways that you can uh, change it, a few positive ways to get the serotonin so it is definitely possible to change Clive says it's like branding with a hot iron, yeah, okay, hey, let's try something just out of curiosity and I wonder if anybody will be ready to do this um if you If you think that you do these things not all the time, maybe but from time to time, type yes in the questions box um if you're If you're willing to admit that, I've admitted that I've done all of them myself, so let's see how many people are willing to say that they do it. Oh my goodness, wow. (laughs) Alright, fine, okay, I get it. You should know that this got the most yeses out of all my questions, alright? So yes, we're all doing this, okay? And, And one person even says, I do many of them many times, and one person said yes big time, and I'm totally not reading names here, but a lot of people said yes, okay? And even gave specific examples of what they do alright we all do this and we don't want to do it because we're doing it because we desperately want the serotonin because our brain says our survival is being threatened we need to do something about it and we need serotonin for our survival so let's get serotonin okay so we're all uh, doing this but we want to do it the right way so what are we gonna do this I said already. What are we going to do is use what I call the Neuro Bucket's Trigger Technique. And actually two types of techniques that I've... Uh, I've the the Neuro Bucket's Trigger Technique I came up with, the rest of the techniques I researched. Um, and the idea of the neurobucket Bucket Technique is like this. If you imagine yourself sort of walking around with a bucket in your hand, and that represents all the neurochemicals in your brain. It represents the serotonin and it represents the cortisol. If you've heard me talk about dopamine before, it represents um, dopamine also. All the positive and negative chemicals, not not positive chemicals, and negative, all the happy and unhappy chemicals that are swishing around in your brain. Um, You imagine them all being in a bucket. And you imagine sometimes you have more happy chemicals, sometimes you have more unhappy chemicals. What if? You could constantly drip happy chemicals into your bucket so that you're constantly feeding yourself happy chemicals and your baseline is happier, better, more confident, more motivated than it has been in the past. What if you could have a way to constantly drip those positive chemicals? And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about the NeuroBucket's trigger technique. And that was my previous webinar when I went through different chemicals, explained how to uh, trigger them automatically, how to get used to getting those chemicals in our buckets automatically. Here we're only going to talk about serotonin. Also, I don't want this uh, webinar to last too long. We're sticking to serotonin here. Let's talk about serotonin, I can confidence triggers. The idea is to have around your house, around your office, wherever you are, triggers that when you notice them, they drip serotonin into your bucket. For example, if you put up reminders of your past achievements, and every time you notice that past achievement, wherever it is that you put it up, you, you will automatically get some serotonin because you'll remember that achievement. I'll give you an example. For example, I put up on the wall in my house a picture uh, a photo from my daughter 's wedding of my daughter and, and my son in law now, for those of you who know that i mean i 've talked about this for for a lot during two thousand and sixteen I was the main person who organized that wedding um, and, and to me it was a very big deal because it's not the kind of thing that I'm good at. I'm good at making webinars, I'm good at programming, I'm good at explaining things but I'm not good at organizing weddings and I don't care what color the napkins are, what the food is or what people are wearing, so it's not my kind of thing um, but I did it and it was a good wedding and people had a good time. People told me later that they had a good time and, and it's such a good feeling of accomplishment that when I pass by that picture, I get a little bit of serotonin dripping into my bucket. And it's because I'm aware of this bucket that I'm walking around with, that I get that serotonin. I don't have to start thinking about it. And that's what I want to happen to you as well. You put up reminders of things that give you serotonin. And because you are in this webinar, either live or watching the replay or listening to it, then you're already aware that there is such a thing as serotonin. You're aware that your accomplishments trigger serotonin. You're aware that there is such a thing as a neurobucket technique that it won't take a lot for you to notice that picture or whatever it is that is going to remind you of your accomplishment and and pay attention to it even for a split second and get that serotonin in. I want to know if um, this trigger and bucket analogy, if if it all makes sense to you, and uh, maybe you can give me examples of things that you would put up to trigger serotonin in your mind, what can you put up in your house or even let's say as a screen saver or in the background of your computer or put up in your office that will remind you of uh, your past accomplishments and every time you glance at it, every time you pass by it, it will give you a drip of dopamine in your bucket. You guys are great. Okay. So Julia, that's very interesting. Yvette says pictures of palm trees and beaches, but I don't really understand how that gives you serotonin, so feel free to explain. Betsy says success journal. That's great. You have your success journal somewhere. Every time you pass by it, it reminds you of... Your accomplishments, and you get a drip of serotonin in your bucket. A golf trough trophy, Clive says. I want a tournament, and I have a picture with someone important. All these things, yes, they will give you serotonin. Uh, Doug says, college diploma, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Judith says, I look at mom feeling so happy in her illness because I gave her so much love. That's incredible. That's a good one. Um Lynn says, group picture of fellow cancer survivors. That's amazing. Wow, you guys really have amazing things. Um Erica says, when I think of my accomplishments, it makes me think I am capable of so much more, so it's kind of depressing. Okay, so... Erica, you look at your accomplishments and you're not happy with your accomplishments. You look at your accomplishments and you say, um, I, I wish I would have done more, right? That's, that's if I'm understanding that correctly. One way to increase serotonin, and it's not in the triggers technique, it is in the next slide. It's very, very important, is to be happy with what you've got. Okay, it's so, so, so important to be happy with what you've got. And in, in this book, I'm going to recommend the book at the end of the webinar in case you want to read more. In that book, they give an example of you, let's say you go to a restaurant, the fancy restaurant, and they give you uh, a table, right, to sit at. You can go to that table and you can sit at it and you can say, this is not a good table, I, I, there's a problem with this table because i don't know i can't come up with the reasons why tables are bad, but it's not a good table for various reasons right and then you will feel cortisol and lowering your serotonin will be low. You feel like you got the bad spot, you feel like you're in a lower uh place that than you really should be, but you can also look at the good side at the bright side right, and look at the the good things about that table because everything has pros and cons. If you look at the pros, then suddenly your serotonin goes up and you say, hey, this is a great table because, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not into restaurants so much. It's next to the kitchen. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Yvette. Okay. It might be, I don't know if it's good or bad to be next to the kitchen, but never mind. (laughs) You can smell the food. Okay. You can tell the service people. What's this one? Tell the service people. Ah, Right, right, right. Okay, I'll get to that. All right, so that was Erica, right? And Erica says, I'm a perfectionist, so if it's not perfect, I stop. Perfectionism is uh, a way of dealing with fear, okay? Perfectionism, I mean, that's my personal opinion. This is not based in science, but it's just me having coached a lot, like, I don't know how many, hundreds, thousands of students, and I can tell you that for, for sure in my experience. Perfectionism is just be, you being afraid that you know, you're, you're gonna be rejected, you're gonna fail, it's not, you're not gonna be good enough and so you might as well just not try because if you try, it's not gonna be perfect and you're gonna fail so, so it's better not to try. It's kind of um, if you look at the, what the cortisol does to you, it makes you afraid and, and it's really fear of failure and, and if you can get over that by using the trigger technique, and by using what I'm going to show you in the next slide, then you can start believing in yourself, and then you'll see that you won't be a perfectionist anymore. It will just happen to you. If you do, if you you use this trigger technique, if you do uh, what I'm going to show you in the next slide, over time, you're going to feel less and less of that perfectionism, and you're going to go towards your goals more and more. Uh, You might not believe me right now, but it's... It's a fact. I've seen it so many times. It just works. Okay, so uh, all I'm saying is try it. Okay, let's move on. Joe. Okay, there's so many examples here. I just I'm not gonna read them all now. But you you're all getting it. You all have uh, achievements, and everybody has achievements. Okay, so you all have stuff that you can put up, and just quickly going through. People are giving me examples about the restaurant. Thank you, Erica. I know where you're coming from. I've been there also. Okay, you can do it. Okay, and Julia says I can see my problem is not believing that my accomplishments have been enough. And Eric, Erica says, "Okay, Erica says I will do it. Awesome! Wow, Erica. If if you do, if you do, what I'm going to teach you in the next slide." If you do it, I mean, this can totally change your life. Seriously. And it will make this whole webinar worth it. If even, like, if one person changes their lives because of it, it makes this whole webinar worth it. But I think it's going to be more than one person. Okay, so Julia says, my problem is not believing that my accomplishments have been enough. Believe that your accomplishments have been enough. And if only, because that will help you um, have better accomplishments and more accomplishments. I work with um, people. I work with successful people. You know, partners and other marketers and I mean, just I get to see how people think. I have a mentor who's very successful and I see that they all congratulate themselves on their accomplishments. And when they make a mistake, they don't bang themselves over the head saying, I'm a horrible person, I made this mistake. They just say, oops, I made a mistake, let's fix it and move on. Happens, right? So uh, it's very important to celebrate your accomplishments. Okay, moving on. What else can you do to trigger uh, serotonin? Prizes, if you got any prizes, uh, Joe gave that as an example, right? Prizes, trophies, put them where you can see them. Don't hide them in a drawer. Okay, Um, hang around people who respect you. Try as much as you can to hang around people who, who do respect you and listen to your opinion. can't always choose who you hang around with, but sometimes you can. Share your Get used to sharing your accomplishments with positive others and watch their response. Um, we did that in Constant Profits Club. Uh, we still do it. Whenever somebody has an accomplishment, they post it in the group, in the Facebook group, and everybody congratulates them, and that raises their level of serotonin. So if you're in Constant Profits Club, do it. If you're not, find people who, who are positive. And uh, will respond positively when you share your accomplishments. Okay, the definitely people who wish, who respond negatively when you share accomplishment, don't share your accomplishments with them. I have family members that I don't share my accomplishments with for that reason. Okay, only positive people, who will congratulate you, and uh, tell you how amazing you are. Okay. People are writing more examples, you're all great. Okay, and here we go, pay attention to what you already have, okay? Get used to it, get used to paying attention to what you already have because uh, it works, okay? It gets the serotonin flowing and it's in your interest to get the serotonin flowing that way because then you'll be more determined, you'll pursue your goals, you'll be more self-confident, you'll be more assertive, you'll be more resilient to the ups and downs of life. It's really worth it, okay? So those were the trigger techniques and you can think about other things that might trigger serotonin for you. Uh, If you come up with things and I'd love for you to share them with me in the future, you can send me an email. Then we've got the chemicals on demand technique which this is, these are things that I researched online and they really help you get your serotonin. This is for Erica and for Yvette and everybody else. How to get your serotonin flowing now the difference between the the neurobucket triggers and, and the chemicals on demand, the triggers is like um, getting automatic constant drips of serotonin into your bucket. So you have an overall better feeling about yourself. Okay. That's what the neurobucket thing does. You, you don't even have to pay attention. Once you get used to just passing by and saying, Oh, Hey, Cool. I made that accomplishment. Once you get used to it, that you don't have to make any concentrated effort to get your serotonin flowing, and it slowly drips serotonin into your bucket. But sometimes you really want to get that serotonin flowing. Maybe you're about to give a speech. Maybe you're about to get on a webinar and teach a webinar. Maybe uh, you need serotonin for other reasons, right? You want to accomplish a goal. So what can you do to really get yourself a big boost of serotonin flowing in your brain. Okay, Erica and everybody else. So here are things that you can do. Some of them overlap a little bit um, with other with the triggers. Uh, first of all, share your opinion on something and let your voice be heard. When other people listen to you, they listen to your opinion, they hear your voice, you will get serotonin. Other people are listening. They're actually paying attention to your opinion. Of course, you want to know who to share your opinion with and be smart about it Uh, but when they listen to you then you get serotonin write down your strengths okay somebody mentioned the success journal that's awesome if you want you can write down all your accomplishments just brainstorm them write down what you're good at maybe you're good at art maybe you're a great painter maybe you can play the guitar really well maybe you're good at problem solving maybe you're a great mom maybe you taught your kids something maybe you you know you took care of your mom like uh i forget who that was julia so many uh, so many strengths that everybody has every person has their own strengths and there's no such thing as a strength that's not good enough you want to write down your strengths write down what you're good at and you'll get that serotonin flowing I remember your accomplishments this is different than the neurobatica technique because it's not an automatic thing it's actually going and remembering what happened in the past on purpose to get your serotonin flowing and the cool thing about us as humans is that even if nothing's happening right now to give us serotonin there's no cow next to us that we beat we can still use our imagination to remember things that happened in the past And as hopefully you felt when you did the exercise in the beginning of feeling what serotonin feels like, uh, you get that feeling of serotonin. Another thing that you can do with your imagination is imagine future success. So if you're building an online business, you can imagine yourself succeeding. And just imagining it will get serotonin flowing in your brain because your brain doesn't know the difference between... You know, what happened in the past, what's happening right now, what you're imagining in the future. When it comes to serotonin, you'll get less serotonin than when, than, than, uh, if it's in the present, you'll get more serotonin. If it's something that you're imagining, you will get less serotonin, but your brain still imagines it's real. You can delegate something to other people, to somebody else. You can accomplish small goals, decide today I'm spending an hour just sitting and writing without interruption and do that and then congratulate yourself. You can practice and notice how you get better. You can help someone else out. You get serotonin from helping other people. Something cool about us is that we have something called mirror neurons in our brain and mirror neurons give us the chemical that somebody else has, if you're watching them. So if you enjoy, if you watch somebody else winning, Right? maybe in sports or maybe in something else you enjoy, you watch, you enjoy, you pay attention to their wins you, your mirror neurons will also get serotonin uh, flowing just like that winner um, is getting serotonin. Is there another one? Create a legacy. Think of something that you want yeah, think of something that you want to leave after you. Some, some way that you want to make the world a little bit better Create a legacy for yourself. Think When you think about it, it will get your serotonin flowing. When you do something about it, you'll get your serotonin flowing. I'm not saying drop everything and focus on your legacy, but I'm, I am saying keep it in mind and from time to time you might want to do something about it. Your legacy can even be your kids or your business, right? Betsy says, write down all the stuff you did and complete it today, even if it's just doing the dishes. Yep. Good one. Okay, so here are different ways you can get serotonin flowing. Betsy just came up with another one. I'm sure that if you sit down and brainstorm, you will come up with more uh, reasons. Um, Yvette says, if you have a huge jolt of serotonin, would that be considered to be an overdose that could lead to the creation of cortisol? I don't think that anything here um, would get you an overdose. I've done things that gave me huge amounts of serotonin. Um, To give you an example, one time I was talking to my people at Constant Profits Club about getting outside your comfort zone, and I said that the thing that makes me very uncomfortable is go speak live in front of an audience. I mean, it's easy to speak on a webinar when I don't see anybody and nobody sees me, but speaking live is very scary. And just because I said that, I went out and I spoke in front of an audience just to get rid of that fear. And when I was done, I went and I met a friend. And the friend looks at me and he says, sorry, you're on a high. And I was. I was on the serotonin high. And um, I don't think that you can overdose uh, from that. I mean, I can't think of a way that you can overdose to the point where you get cortisol. The only thing that can happen, I'm thinking about, rock stars, for example, right? Rock stars that commit suicide, which unfortunately Mm -hmm. happens, it just happened recently. Um, What can happen with that is that uh, you you sort of get used, addicted to the serotonin and then when you don't for some reason you don't get that big jolt of serotonin that you're expecting then you feel bad. That's the only thing that I can think of. um, Because all these things, you're not it's not like you're taking serotonin pills. Not that they would work, um, but you're just doing things that, that are good for you and giving you, nah, I don't think you can overdose them that way. Um, right, Edwards says that explains sport nuts who get fired up watching guys winning over other guys. The thing with sports is if you identify with a team and that team wins, then you get serotonin because your side won. Also, That's another part of it. If it has a question about bipolar, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I have no idea. All I know is that sometimes serotonin is involved in depression and anxiety. That's all I know. And then they give uh, that SSRI medication that I told you about okay Sam wants to know what is the mechanism is more serotonin generated when you do these things or else existing serotonin starts to flow uh, the mechanism is that existing serotonin in the body starts to flow none of these as far as I know make serotonin and that was actually big part of my discussion into the night with a neuroscientist because she kept saying to me, I don't want you to imply that our body makes serotonin or the brain makes serotonin. And I want you to make it clear that it gets your serotonin flowing. So actually the headline on this slide used to be how to get serotonin. And she said, you have to change this to how to get your serotonin flowing. So I did. Okay. You're not generating more serotonin, you are getting the serotonin flowing you're simulating the area in your brain that uh, that that gets the serotonin flowing and Clive says when it's not flowing where does it sit, and you're really getting into the details here, which I don't know I really don't know I'm not a neuroscientist and uh, I, I I really have been studying neuroscience a lot. I've looked at brain scans. I'm a little bit crazy that way, I get obsessive. I looked at brain scans. I studied how um, functional MRIs work. I, I read a ton of books. I've even looked at research papers. Um, I watched videos. I studied it a lot, but when it comes down to it, I am not a neuroscientist. So it's a good question, but I don't know the answer. And how do we know we have enough serotonin in our body? I just don't think that we, that we know that much. But it makes sense to me uh, that people who are depressed because they don't have enough serotonin and then notice that the medication is, like I said, the reuptake inhibitor. It stops the absorption, inhibits the absorption of the serotonin. doesn't give them more serotonin. It just stops the absorption of the serotonin possible these people don't have enough serotonin and we need to allow that the serotonin that they do have stay in the brain I don't know so Clive wants to know if it's helpful to us to think that we create serotonin um, I don't think it matters to us okay we just want serotonin and this is how we get it in a positive way and what I told you before is how people get it in a negative way all of us and you don't want to do that okay that's good enough If you wanna know more, start researching and start reading research on neuroscience, but know that we don't know everything. And even scientists will tell you that they don't know everything. All right, let's go, let's, um, ah, here's how to get serotonin. You wanna make serotonin? Here are some ideas, okay? Here we go. First of all, um, sunshine uh, doesn't give you serotonin. It gets your serotonin flowing. So just know that that's a really great way to get serotonin. Erika says, hugs make serotonin. I don't think so. Um, also, hogs, that's something else. Anyway, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Anyway, sunshine gets your serotonin flowing. Get out in the sun. If you live somewhere where there's not enough sun, there's bright lights that you can get that have the same effect as sunshine. So that's one way to get serotonin without having to think of anything. Just go out, take a walk in the sunshine. Speaking of walking exercise has an interesting effect on serotonin, okay? Serotonin is made out of different parts. It's made out of, specifically, of a particular amino acid called tryptophan. I hope I'm saying this right. Um, now, here's the thing with exercise. You can, you, you can get um, serotonin, in theory, into your body, but, Like I said, it doesn't pass into your brain. What exercise does is it allows the tryptophan to go from your body to your brain. I don't know how. I don't know why, but research shows, and they probably know why, that exercise does that. So maybe, and I'm not saying that it's definitely the case, but it is possible that if you exercise, we all know that exercising improves mood and confidence. It's possible that exercise allows you to get more tryptophan into your brain, and therefore you you actually have more serotonin. You actually sort of, quote-unquote, make serotonin by exercising. Now, there's something very controversial that, Something very controversial that I'm going to talk about, it, as well as diet. If you go online, there'll be people who will tell you that there's certain diets that will give you uh, serotonin. It's controversial because it hasn't been uh, scientifically. There's no I don't think that there's scientific evidence for it. But there are people who say that if serotonin is made from tryptophan, then let's eat foods that have tryptophan in it, and that's or even further, and exercise. So let's eat food with tryptophan and then exercise so the tryptophan can get into our brains. And people who say that believe that a diet can actually allow you to create serotonin. Is it true? I don't know, but if you want to try it, the foods that have tryptophan are chicken, turkey, soybeans, cereals, tunas, bananas, and nuts, and if you want, you can research it more online. But there are foods with tryptophan, which is the amino acid that makes serotonin, Um, and then exercise may get that tryptophan into your brain, and then you may be able to make more serotonin. But again, it's controversial, and I don't know if it's true, but I thought that I would point it out in case somebody uh, wanted to read more about it. Now. Last webinar, at the end of the webinar, somebody said to me, I'm a neuro nurse and it was pretty amazing and I forgot to ask her what she thought about everything that I said. I mean, she was, she was really impressed and she really liked it, but um, I don't remember who it was. And if you're around here on the webinar again and you have any comments, I'm interested in hearing. Um, so let me see, I have Kathy here and maybe Kathy, or someone, I don't know. Kathy says serotonin is made in the gastrointestinal system, must be re- distributed on the backs of the release of hormones or enzyme. And it's very complicated. Yeah. So my understanding is that it's very complicated and that's why I said that it's controversial. Uh, the part where the food, um, it's very interesting because you know, when people are very confident and they're willing to pursue their goals, we say that they, that they have guts, right? And that's where the serotonin is made, like Kathy says. It's actually made in the gut, the gastrointestinal system. So that's very interesting. Okay. Thanks, Kathy. All right. Now, most of what I told you today came from this book. I did a lot of research as well, and I put together a lot of things that are not in the book, but, but I would say that most of the information came from this book. So if you want to read more, you can get this book on Amazon. It's called iMammal. How to Make Peace with the Animal Urge for Social Power. And I apologize, I did not write the headline. I know that you don't have an animal urge for social power. Um, It's by Loretta Bruning. She's amazing. I'm actually in touch with her a little bit. She's got a Facebook page, and sometimes I ask her questions. And uh, I read a lot of books, not a lot, three books by her. Uh, This one is the one about serotonin. I don't know why she called it that. But uh, it's it's a really good book, and if serotonin interests you, then I do recommend that you buy it. I guess when I put the replay, there'll be a link to it below. Yvette says, when you get nervous, you feel in the gut. That's a good point. Okay. This is it. This is the end of the webinar. I actually was able to do it in well, a little over an hour, but not much more than an hour. So I'm very proud of myself and I'm giving myself serotonin for having done it. I also feel like you really got it. You really got what I was talking about, and there are people here on this webinar, hopefully on the replay as well, who whose life is going to change because of this. I have no doubt, just by looking at the comments from people. So uh, I just want to thank you for listening to what I have to say and really internalizing what I said. If you have any questions, further questions about anything that I said, I'm happy to stay. And answer your questions. Uh, If you want to leave, you can leave as well, that's okay. I would love, if possible, uh, to get feedback from you guys and tell me what you think, how is this gonna affect you, are you gonna share it with other people? Uh, I don't think there's, besides Loretta Bruning, who has her own way of explaining it, I don't think anybody uh, is talking about this right now, um, about the serotonin I have this whole blog post that I wrote about dopamine, and maybe I'll do a webinar about that. Um, There are other neurochemicals as well. If we understand how our brain works, then we can make our brains work better for ourselves. We can understand other people better. Maybe we'll just have a better world that way. People will be happier. People will accomplish their goals better. People will understand each other and not get so offended from each other. Uh, So... I'm very happy about this webinar. I think it went very well. And I would love, love, love to get your feedback. Give me some serotonin. And again, if you have questions, I'll stay here and answer. So let's read what um, people wrote here. Lots of thank yous. Sam says, great webinar, as usual. (laughs) Giving you some serotonin. Thank you. Um, Clive says, totally awesome webinar. Wow, thank you. It helps to explain so much about myself and others. Thanks, Clive. I really appreciate that. That is what I was hoping for. Um, Yvette says, can we get this replay on the first webinar in MP3 format also? Sure. Sure, I could do that. Um, The first webinar was long. It was like, I don't know, over two hours. I don't know if it'll be so easy to listen to it in MP3 format, but this one for sure. The other one we'll see. Um, Julia says, this will help me a lot. I see that my primary challenge is to appreciate my own strength. You know, something really good exercise, Julia, that helped me a lot is to go to two people that you respect and that know you very well, Uh, good people that you know are going to give you good uh, responses and say to them, what do you think is my biggest strength?" and see what they say. Maybe I'll be surprised even. Edward says, most important is to realize that you are not your brain. Your brain is a tool you can use to facilitate success and happiness. I agree with that, Edward. Thank you for offering all this great presentation. Thank you. Julia says, people tell me I'm too hard on myself. This is why. Okay, try that exercise. Um, Clive says, I like to think of the bucket. Imagine all good chemicals equal violet and all bad chemicals equal black and that you want to strive to have your bucket violet. That's nice. I like that. Uh, I just want to point out that I kind of stop myself every time from referring to the happy chemicals as good and the unhappy chemicals as bad because we need all of them. And uh, I can't say that cortisol is a bad chemical because we need it. It helps us. Tony says, this is different than most webinars I've been on. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Lynn says, this helped me recognize some people around me who act in ways that make me feel negative and why I don't want to interact with. Great. That's a good one. Thanks, Lynn. Erica says, thank you, Sarah. You're right. My perfectionism is fear. My goal is to get just get something done, even if I believe they are not perfect. You can even try getting something done badly on purpose. I don't know if this will work, but I once read uh, somebody um, suggesting that as advice. I don't know. You could try it. Okay. If it says it's fine for me, even if it's long, I like to listen to these when they walk. Cool. Chester asks if I'm familiar with NLP. This rem- webinar reminds me of it. Really? Oh, that's very interesting. All right, Al. Um, I don't... I keep hearing people talk about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, especially people who do copywriting in... um, yeah maybe people who do therapy. I'll look into it, thanks. Clive says this webinar helps to have empathy and compassion for others and myself. That's great because that's a big uh, goal of this webinar and something big that I wanted to accomplish. Okay, so lots of feedback, no questions really. So I think I didn't answer all the questions. Uh, anything else? Anybody else want to say anything before we end this webinar? Yvette says, thank you so much, Sarah. You're amazing, especially to know that this complex topic was self-taught by you. I just get, I get really obsessed about things and I want to understand everything, especially this. And I'll tell you what else. Um, I, I coach people. I teach people a lot. That's what I do. And I always see how some people succeed and some people don't, and in the past, I've asked other people who teach in the internet marketing world, and I said, why Why do some people not succeed? Why do they quit? And they just said things like, you know, people are lazy, people don't want to succeed, or I don't know, all kinds of things that I just thought they weren't true, and I think that if I, underst- if I could only understand why, what makes people succeed, I can help people more. And I, my coaching will be more successful. People will, will be, if they want to earn more money, if that's what I'm teaching, then they'll earn more money. If I understand what it is that drives people, what makes them succeed. And that's my big obsession with this. That's why, because I want to be a better teacher, a better trainer. Along the way, I can teach you how to do a better job yourself as well. The name of the book, Erica, is I Mammal by Loretta Bruning, and when I post the recording, which hopefully came out well, I will have the link to that book there. Clive says, the future belongs to those who can control their thoughts, and this webinar provides powerful tool to control thoughts. Cool. we just missed it, okay, there'll be a replay. Kathy, are you the (laughs) neuro-nurse? I want to know. And Kathy says, thank you for making this more understandable. There's so much more, but this information is important to personal success. You go, girl. Thank you. You know, like, a part of, I actually wasn't sure whether I should do this webinar just because of how uh, complicated this subject is, especially serotonin is really complicated, especially since we don't even know uh, so many things we don't know about it, and um, I, I decided to do it anyway because what I, I think that what I was able to get across was, was helpful, like you said. So thank you for the an encouragement, and you are the neuro-nurse, amazing. If you have anything else to add, I'm, I'm listening, um, it's really an honor to have a neuro-nurse on my webinar. So thanks, Kathy, and thanks for the compliment. I really appreciate it. Okay. Edward says, this is truly important. We enter the new economy, age of entrepreneurship and self-growth. Thanks again. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, that's it. I think we'll end here. An hour and a half is good. Uh, I just want to say thanks again so much for being on this webinar. Please share it with others when I share the replay. And uh, you're all amazing. You did a great job. You really understood what I said. And I love you all. Bye.